A Japanese man married a fictional hologram singer. A woman had to be rescued after falling headfirst into a toilet. And a college offers a course in pornography. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a guy in a closet. Got some weird stories from around the world for you. Mmm, yeah. (laughs) A man married a hologram and no one showed up for the wedding. Akahiko Kondo is a man from Japan. He got married, not to a real person. He married a fictional computer-synthesized pop singer named Hatsune Miku. Hatsune has quite a career. She was on tour with Lady Gaga. Uh, Akahiko said that none of his family turned up for this wedding between him and the fictional computer-synthesized pop singer. Nobody showed up for this wedding between him and a hologram. Big surprise. Says here, Akahiku and his wife Hatsune have been in a relationship for 10 years. This is before they got married in an unofficial wedding ceremony. It wasn't official. I'm so surprised. You married a fictional image. (laughs) It wasn't official. (laughs) Although people are marrying airplanes, so this isn't that strange. Akahiku is a 38-year-old man in Japan. He said that his relationship with Hatsune has really brought him a lot in life. It pulled him out of a depression. But he also acknowledges that some people find it strange. Oh, good. So this guy is somewhat sane. He acknowledges that some people find it odd. Yes, people do find it odd. Uh, the data came in when no one showed up at your wedding, Akahiku. So obviously, they find it strange. Akuhiko says that he knows that his wife, who is generally depicted in popular media as a 16-year-old with long neon blue hair, is not real. He knows that his wife is not real, but he says his feelings for her are very real. And did you know that thousands of people in Japan have actually entered into unofficial relationships with fictional characters? What is going on? (laughs) Thousands of people? Are in relationships with fictional characters, with holograms, 16-year-olds with blue hair? (laughs) I find this hard to believe. Now, while some of these relationships with fictional characters are just for a laugh, Mr. Kondo says he's known for a long time that he did not want a human partner. This is because he has always felt an intense and even inexplicable attraction to fictional characters. While some of these relationships with fictional characters are for a laugh, of course, Mr. Kondo says he's known for a long time that he did not want a human partner. This is because he says he's always felt an intense, inexplicable attraction to fictional characters. Mr. Kondo admits that he found it very difficult at first to accept his feelings for a fictional hologram with blue hair. He says that he sees himself as part of a growing movement of people who identify as fictosexuals. All right, guys, let's use this as a teaching moment. We're learning a new phrase, fictosexuals, F-I-C-T-O-sexuals. Haven't heard of this one before. I guess this is when you are attracted to a, a, an anime character or a video game character, a hologram. You might as well call these people solosexuals because they're just going to be alone. <laughs> Because although you might be in a relationship or even married to a a hologram, at the end of the day, you're alone. Uh, That's what's going on here. And your family's very displeased, clearly. 
Says Mr. Kondo first found comfort in his fictional wife back in 2008 after he was bullied at work. He was, he was bullied at work, the poor guy. He was probably bullied at work because he probably tried to go on a double date with a coworker. He's like, I'm going to bring my hologram girlfriend. Do you mind? We're, are we going to a restaurant? I'll have to bring a projector so she could be there. Don't worry. She doesn't really eat. She just video of her eating. It says by this point, he already knew for a while that he did not want a relationship with a human being after he was rejected by a number of people. Uh, he just, he didn't stick with it. He gave up. In 2017, he saw a huge breakthrough in his relationship with Miku after the release of a machine called the Gatebox. This is a device that allows its owners to interact with a variety of fictional characters represented by a very small hologram. It cost about $1,300 for this machine. So you actually can go on a double date with a <laughs> fictional character that's a small hologram <laughs> with your little gate box. You can bring that some places. Uh, wow. Our technology allowing people to just really take their pathology to a whole new level, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I should be more sensitive to our fictosexuals that we have here. Uh, now, uh, Gatebox has, has an office where users can apply for unofficial marriage certificates. So you can use your Gatebox and get married to a little hologram. A little girl, 16 years old with blue hair. Uh, she seems underage to me. Is that okay to even have an unofficial marriage with a, a character that's not real? That's an, it's an unreal, underage person? Still okay? Miku was among the characters that were available on the Gatebox much to the delight of Akahiko. And he later proposed to Miku, and uh, she replied, yes, please treat me well. Oh, yeah. Please treat me well. I'm a... <sighs> okay. Mr. Kondo invited his family to his wedding. He invited his co-workers to the wedding, but none of them turned up. That's just terrible. Uh, some people did show up to the wedding. 39 people attended the ceremony. They were mostly um, strangers, to online strangers and <laughs> online friends. <laughs> a bunch of trolls, probably. Ah, oh, the poor guy. No support for his hologram wedding. Now, Hatsune Miku is a familiar name to fans of anime and Japanese culture. Originally created as a Vocaloid, a synthesized voice using Yamaha's Vocaloid singing synthesizer technology, she has since been depicted in human form in manga and anime series, video games, and merchandise. She has widespread and uh, passionate following. She went on tour with Lady Gaga on her 2014 tour. Vocaloids, virtual singers, have now become a multi-billion dollar industry. Did you know that? Including live performances that are streamed online to hundreds of millions of fans. Wow. People paying, buying tickets to watch virtual singers online. And it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Wow. I'm very surprised by this. And if you really fall in love with one of these virtual singers the good news is you can marry him guys you can marry him that's pretty cool because you can't marry beyonce she's off the table a woman is rescued after falling headfirst into a toilet ew if you think hiking stinks well get a load of this a lady had to be rescued by some fire crew after she fell headfirst into a vault toilet what was she doing headfirst in a vault toilet well trying to retrieve her cell phone at a park on the Olympic Peninsula in Washington. The woman is in her mid-40s, uh, 
She was using an outhouse at Mount Walker, which is a popular destination for hikers, when, when the accident occurred. A vault toilet, in case you're wondering, because I'm wondering, it's a waterless, non-flush toilet, usually placed at outdoor locations such as campgrounds. It is named because the toilets store waste in an airtight vault underground. Sounds like a terrible place to fall inside. After dropping her phone in the toilet, this poor woman disassembled the seat and the housing of the toilet in an attempt to reach the phone. Yeah, because when you drop your phone, it's an emergency. It is, yeah. Dropping a phone, it's like dropping a baby. You got to pick it up, wipe the dirt off it, give it a nice kiss, stop it from crying. Uh, Okay, so after she disassembled the housing of the toilet, she then used a dog leash. She was trying to fish it out. And that didn't work, so she uh, tried to support herself with the dog leash as she tried to grab it. So she used the dog leash to kind of hoist herself down inside it. The attempt failed. She slid right into the toilet. Fortunately, after 20 minutes inside the disgusting vault, she was able to find and use her phone to call 911. She called from inside the crapola. And the phone still worked. What a miracle. I guess some of these phones are feces-proof. So then some fire crews came on the scene, and uh, after they were done laughing, they pulled her to safety. <laughs> safety. <laughs> I made that up. Um, they probably laughed after when they got back to the firehouse. I know I would. According to the fire department, the uninjured woman was washed down and given a Tyvek suit to wear, but she declined any further medical treatment and made them promise not to tell anybody. But of course, the fire department posted it right on Facebook. Uh, The department reported that the patient was extremely fortunate not to be overcome by those toxic gases that are usually found in those toilet vaults. She was actually very fortunate to not sustain any injuries as well. The fire department also stated that they strongly encouraged the woman to seek some medical attention because, after all, she was exposed to some human waste for quite a time. But she refused. She said she only wanted to leave. She just wanted to get on her way after being hosed down. She's like, ah, I I know I was just in some shit, but I got some shit to do. And this story sort of brings up what I think is a very important topic that we should all discuss. And that is when you drop your phone somewhere, to what lengths do you go to get it back? You hear stories about people in New York City. They they lose their phone on the subway tracks. They go they go down there to get it. Very dangerous. You could be hit by a train. At what point do you go, ah, screw it. I'm going to leave my phone there. I mean, will you stick your arm down inside a porta potty? Will you go to those lengths? I'm very curious. Call the show 646-450-2012. A college offers a course in pornography. Salt Lake City, Utah. A Utah college is offering a course that will evaluate and discuss different aspects of pornographic films. It's surprising to me that it's happening in the state of Utah being Uh, You know, being a very conservative place, but okay. Let's learn something about it. Maybe this is a useless college course to help you in your career, in your life. Probably not, but let's see. Here's a quote from the course description. Hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Sunday night football, in fact. Our approach with this course is to... Examine this billion-dollar industry as both a cultural phenomenon that reflects and reinforces sexual inequalities. Uh, 
We will watch pornographic films together. <laughs> In class, imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not too uncomfortable. It's a bunch of 19-year-olds watching porn together in a big classroom. Okay, okay, so we will watch pornographic films together and then discuss the sexualization of race, class, and gender as an experimental, radical art form. And then we will have an orgy! I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. Uh, So the media reached out to the college for a statement on the course. A spokesperson said that while the description of this pornography course may be alarming to some people, Westminster College believes the topic will help students understand the impact of pornography more fully. Here's another quote. Westminster College occasionally offers elective courses like this as an opportunity to analyze social issues. As part of this analysis, Westminster College and universities across the county often examine potentially offensive topics like pornography, for example, to further understand their pervasiveness and their impact. Now, descriptions of these courses, while alarming to some readers, help the students decide if they wish to engage in serious investigations on controversial subjects. This course will help students learn how to think critically about the influence of porn and of digital media culture overall. Westminster is a private liberal arts college, of course, (laughs) dedicated to offering students life and career readiness education through programs. (laughs) Okay, all right, come on now. I love how these liberal arts colleges like to sell you on the idea that they're preparing you for life and career. You're really not. You're a liberal arts college. Okay. I know people that went to liberal arts colleges. They are jobless. They are just, they are so jobless. (laughs) And then they wonder why they can't get a job. It's because you went to a place that offers a course called porn. That's why. Followed up by finger painting. An ultimate frisbee. <laughs> These are your liberal liberal arts courses. They're so ridiculous. Oh, I feel bad for the parents that wasted all that money. I really do. Sorry, guys. So sorry. I mean, what do you expect, though, when you send your kid to a liberal arts college? It's like you come home and they're watching porn. You're watching porn? Yeah, I'm doing homework. It's called homework. <laughs> and it is. It literally is homework. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being with me for another episode of Weird AF News. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so. Uh, But only if you think you'd want weird news and weird stories on a regular basis, because we do them five days a week here at Weird AF News. Um, And I find it to be a nice break from the mainstream news, which can be a little bit debilitating, can it? Especially on your emotions. So I try to be a distraction from that. I think I'm doing an okay job. I try to be funny, but some days I'm just not in the mood. We just do the best we can here, guys. You know, <laughs> just do the best we can. Uh, I got some people who are just tremendous uh, contributors to the show. People that have joined the Patreon in the last 24 hours, especially like Chris. I believe the last name is Mac. Chris Mack joined the Patreon. Thank you, Chris. You're going to get your name up on the wall right there. You hear that wall? You're, you're going up there, Chris. Uh, so thank you so much for sh- showing the support. Please enjoy the extra content that's in the Patreon. Some extra weird stuff in there. Uh, Amanda Fadden also became a Patreon. Ah, fabulous. Amanda Fadden. Uh, big shout out, big ups to Amanda Fadden. Quality individual right there. Showing the love for Weird AF News. Showing the love for Jonesy on his birthday. Um, which isn't today, it's tomorrow. But Amanda Fadden, thank you so much. You're going to have your name up on the wall as well. I appreciate that. And uh, I'll take a photo of that and put it in the Patreon so you guys can see that. I don't know if you like that, but some people do, though. Some people, like, want to be a part of my life. 
Uh, also, someone bought me some coffees for my birthday. Huge Anus bought me some coffees. It's not the first time I've had coffees bought to me by Huge Anus. <laughs> this happened before, and I'm so grateful. Here's the note from Huge Anus. Hey, mate, happy birthday. Thanks again for bringing the funny back into my life. I know I'm going to get a good laugh at least five days a week. A good laugh with my breakfast helps me through the day. I'm going to have a beer tonight up in the paddock with Benny Dictus to celebrate your birthday, Jonesy. Lots of love, Lucky, and the family, except Mrs. Luck. Yeah, Lucky is a big-time OG fan of the show, and uh, we have a lot of back and forth on the emails and in the Patreon as well. Lucky is a member of the Patreon. So, Lucky, big shout out to Lucky for being a huge, huge, huge anus. I'm sorry, huge supporter of Weird AF News. Um, I love that. You guys can uh, either buy me coffee or join the Patreon from my website, weirdafnews.com, where you can click on those banners or just download the Patreon app on your smartphone or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to call the show, the number six, four, six, four, five, zero, 2012 and email is funnyjones at gmail.com. If you come across some articles you'd like to send me that you think are weird, that would be appropriate on the show, please send them on over. Um, I prefer them to be uh, rather recent if possible. Don't send me that shit from 2012. Okay. can't do that, but yeah, send it on over, send it over funnyjones at gmail or Instagram at funnyjones. I love you. Bye-bye. Hello, Jonesy. It's Maria in Miami, Florida, wishing you a very happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños, and I want to thank you for the weird news. I love the sound of science. I learned and learn, and also the Friday Florida news. Everything you say about the state it's true. This place is crazy. <laughs> okay, take care and happy birthday. Bye bye. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Want to wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, we love you. Happy birthday to you. Now blow up the candles. Ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday. Hey, so it's Michael calling from Iowa City. And the countdown is on one day until Jonesy's birthday tomorrow, Wednesday, April 27th. And here's the quick pitch. You can send Jonesy a package or a letter. Just call the show at 646-450-2012. Obviously, at this point, it won't make him make it to him on time for his birthday, but I'm sure he would still give you his address so you can send something to him if you like. The best, quickest, fastest, simplest, easiest way is go to weirdafnews.com. Click on Buy Jonesy a Cup of Coffee, and that's a quick $2 donation to him that will uh, help pay for the bills, or he can use the money to buy a cup of coffee, to keep the lights on in the closet studio, or to use it for whatever purpose he sees fit. Uh, another way is to go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews, and you can join the Patreon for 
as little as $2 a month. And as I like to say, a dime a day for each of the five days a week. That's a pretty cheap way to get entertained and have a lot of uh, joy and laughter brought into your life. And so seriously, consider making a donation of some sort to Jonesy to show how much you love and appreciate the hard work that he does for us. I know that I really do, and uh, I just really appreciate him so much for the, the the joy he brings into my life. So that being said, happy birthday, Jonesy. I know it's tomorrow, and we really appreciate you. So I'm going to challenge everyone right now to leave to call in to 646-450-2012 and just leave Jonesy the briefest happy birthday message. Just quickly say your name and where you're from, and um, – that way he can have an idea of where all of his listeners are from, and then maybe he'll play those at the end of tomorrow's show during the outro. Maybe we can convince him to uh, keep the tomorrow's stories short and just leave a message that goes something like this. Hey, this is Michael from Iowa City, Iowa. Happy birthday, Jonesy. Good luck with your life, man. Leave a brief message like that, and he'll know where his listeners are from, your name, and... Uh, 